Hi, everyone, and welcome to the special holiday episode of Silhouette Zero. We're doing this in particular to honor all of the great iTunes reviews you guys have given us over the year. Uh, we really, really appreciate it, and it helps spread the word. So um, hopefully you enjoy our little step out of Star Wars into Star Trek. If you enjoyed this, let us know. And uh, when we get to 100 iTunes reviews, we'll do something similar. We'll put up a little poll and see uh, what kind of genre you want us to take click in the crew into. So whatever you're doing this holiday season, whether you're traveling or spending it with family or you just need a break from family, happy holidays from us. Hey everyone, and welcome to our very special holiday, Christmas, whatever episode. I'm your host and GM Chris Ng, and this is the player, my brother Sludge Belchley. <laughs> wow. No one's gonna get that. They don't need to. That was just a conversation we had on text. <laughs> so for today, our bonus episode here... We are going to be playing Lasers and Feelings, um, a game I don't think Matt has ever played before. Mm, I think we've talked about it. I don't think we ever did. Okay, yeah, you, Matt has never played it, but it's it's very simple game. Um, if you have never heard of it, it is a one-page RPG made by John Harper. It is free, so all you got to do is Google Lasers and Feelings PDF, and there it is. Um. <clears throat> Basically, there are only two stats, and they are determined by the same number. You either roll lasers or feelings, um, and your number depends on how good you are at laser or feeling. So if you are trying to do a feelings roll, you want to roll higher than your number. If you want to do a lasers roll, you want to roll lower than your number. So... The conceit being, if you're good at lasers, you're bad at feelings. Right. Got it. Um, it's it's a very loosey-goosey sort of system. Um, you have 3d6. You get one for existing, one if you are prepared, um, and one if it's part of your expertise. So if it's something that you would normally know how to do, you get that one. So you can have up to three at any given roll, and all you do is count number of successes. Now, does, meet, does, does matching the number fail? Matching the number gives you laser feelings. <laughs> what's that? Okay, so laser feelings is you get a special insight into what's going on. So depending on how you play it, some people, um, the rules sort of say, just ask the GM any question you want, and okay. then I have to answer it truthfully, and then you may change your course of action based upon your question. And then re-roll again. Now, are you going to be like a genie in the lamp and give answers that make me think one thing? And then it turns out in a horrible twist of fate, you meant the other thing? I think you're not supposed to. I think I'm supposed to answer it it's supposed exactly. to be genuine. Okay. Yeah, I'm not supposed to trick you. <laughs> Tricksy GMs is... Yeah. <clears throat> um, also, if somebody's helping you... You can give an extra one one die. So I guess you could have up to four. Huh. So, um... Oh, wait. Uh, helping is if the person helping has to roll, and if they succeed, then you get another. Yeah. Okay. So, 
Um, any questions? Mm, nope. Okay. So we're going to use this to help me get my Star Trek out of my system. <laughs> you are going to be Lieutenant Click. You are the helmsman, of course. Um, what do you want your number to be? Uh, two. <laughs> <laughs> the lowest possible number you can pick. You can pick between two and five uh, for those of you at home. So hopefully uh, Click will do everything with feelings. Otherwise, he's going to have a hard time. <laughs> Um, so just as an overview, the, the rules as written state that um, when you're rolling lasers, you're rolling something for, uh, where's the description? Technology, science, cold rationality, calm, precise action. There you go. And feelings, intuition, diplomacy, seduction, wild, passionate action. These are, these are words you'd normally associate with click anyway, so. Yeah. It's a good choice. Yeah. All right. By the way, I wasn't sure at first if you're going to have me um, keep a click name or not. So, uh, can I request that um, if you, are you going to pick names based on our, our show or? I was going to do this like totally alterverse style. Got it. Okay, cool. Um, then here's a freebie for anyone who wants to play this game and is having trouble coming up with a name. Um, if you wanted to be like a terribly like ineffective character you could be a hotshot engineer and you could call him rex hardware <laughs> <laughs> that's like a space quest name yeah <laughs> i love everything about that <laughs> rex hardware <laughs> oh man and his best friend sludge belchley <laughs> oh man <laughs> Right now, the GM is creating a space adventure by rolling dice off of a dice table. Are you ready? Yes. Captain's log, stardate 4763.44. The USS Fenrir has been diverted to, to answer a mysterious distress beacon from Anberil 7. This is a Federation neutral planet with very few notes in the record. However, we do know that the Hive Armada is currently forming a perimeter around the area to protect some sort of artifact that has been recorded on the surface. We have been given strict orders not to engage. However, I'm afraid the situation is going to be more dire. We cut from the exterior of the USS Fenrir into the bridge. The door hisses open. And your captain, Captain Reyna, strides confidently across and sits down in the center captain's chair. Mr. Click, report. Huh? Oh, um, holy steady, Captain. Going, going straight. <laughs> Slowly. I had some sort of low impulse number. The stick is almost at zero. Excellent. Any movement from the Hive Armada? Uh, it's a Hive, Captain. It, it's moving all over the place. It is continually doing that pattern of doom and threatening communication. Whatever they do, I, are they like bees? I didn't read the file. There's a file? Commander Jinko, just hold steady. Make sure you remain at yellow alert. Do not engage any weaponry. Uh, Lieutenant Commander Jinko, your tactical officer, sighs, looking longingly at the weapons controls. Hey, uh, Lieutenant Commander? What? Yellow alert means I can move fast, right? Yellow alert means... Uh, 
I suppose, but you can't belay the orders of the captain just because we are on yellow alert. Well, what's the point of us being on yellow alert then? You're getting a hail. Um, captain, hailing. On screen. You see on the screen there is a uh, huddled scientist looking dude wearing, um, you know, one of those Star Trek science jumpsuits. Uh-huh. They're not Federation. Um, yes, hello. Uh, this is Dr. Dr. Talarik down on the surface. We, we are wondering if you are going to rescue us. Um, I'm sorry. You're from, you're calling from a surface. Oh, yes. Uh, we are on the surface doing experiments on the alien artifact, and the hive has put us under a very very dangerous situation so we were thinking when we saw the ship that you might save us but it's been an hour and some of the people here are getting a little restless we're on yellow alert who knows what we're gonna do <laughs> i see um yes we will be down there momentarily um turn, turn it off turn it off hang up, hang up. uh senior crew to the observation lounge please Aren't you supposed to say, like, screen off or something? That's how- Whoa, whoa, whoa. Now I'm some sort of psychic? Some sort of psychic telephone operator? Captain, I did not I sign up for that. I have seen it done on many other Federation starships. It's very effective. Well, maybe you should have more than the pilot operating your communications channel. Well, you said you didn't have enough to do. Well, I didn't, but that doesn't mean I can automatically become, you know, some sort of mind-reading comms officer. Just feel the flow of the conversation. It's not terribly difficult. Okay, but if I hang up mid-conversation, you can't get mad at me. Fine, very well. Let's just try it. Now get it. Get into the observation lounge. But you're not there yet. <laughs> I still have time. You convene at the observation lounge with the senior crew, of course, you, um, the captain, Lieutenant Commander Jinko, uh, and Chief Engineer Tazi, who has brought with her some sort of uh, power coupling, and she's using a wibbly wobbly wand thing on it. What are you doing? Fixing it. It doesn't look like you're fixing it. <laughs> oh, trust me. This technology is so advanced, it doesn't have to look like I'm doing anything. That just seems lazy. <laughs> Yeah. This is lazy. You push one button and the whole ship flies. You don't even have to use a don't stick remind me. or a throttle. I put my hands or... on like a touch screen and move it forward and it's like that's the acceleration. You have pre-programmed maneuvers you can push. It sickens me. Right, well, um, I was unaware that it was a science expedition down there. Um, we don't have any word from Starfleet Command on how to proceed about this. Your opinions. Save them. Let's go. Um, yeah, but won't that provoke the Hive Armada, which was something we were specifically ordered to not to do? Yeah, but they didn't know that, look, if they, if we don't know that there's science people down there, they don't know that there's science people down there. Excellent point. But Chief Tazi also brings up an excellent point. We really shouldn't be getting engaged in anything sort of, well, combative. We're not getting engaged. We're going to go save people. Maybe we could just beam down quietly, pick up our people and uh, make our way back without anybody noticing. Or we could fly in, it is a possibility. chase off the Hive Armada, and save everything. 
actually, flying might not be a bad idea. Boom! Uh, but, but not with not with the Fenrir. Uh, you see, the Hive, they're, they're really good at monitoring situations. They'll probably notice if we're beaming down in the middle of it. But if we took a shuttlecraft, um, we, we could just fly in with the next meteor shower. There, there's one incoming, um, according to projections, in about 10 minutes. So, um... If... Fine, I'll take the shuttle. Excellent. Then you three should uh, be on your... Bring, bring an extra security officer. Well, wait a minute. I don't want to go. You just said we. You said we. It's your... Yeah. Oh. You have to stop saying we as in you do it. You guys get me with that every single time. Come on. Let's go find someone and uh, hand him this slightly gently used shirt. <laughs> it's a red shirt with like scorch marks on it. Pretty sure they will have their own uniform. Not if we tell them it's tradition. Right. Um, Lieutenant Click, I'm going to make you lead of the away team. Sweet. We both outrank him. Bow to me. <laughs> I don't need any arguing about the chain of command. Just do it out of the ship. I'm currently um, lead ex- expeditionary click. What? Whatever. Just and. Jinko will be sub-expeditionary. <laughs> Tazi's the help. <laughs> what? Are we Romulan now? Commander and sub-commander? You're Romulan. <laughs> okay, so um, you need to pick uh, members for your away team. You have three. I'll let you take up to five. Um, who do you need? A security guy? A medical guy? What are you thinking? Yeah, no, that's literally what I was going to say. <laughs> Which transporter room should we report to? We're not taking the teleporter. Ah, you got me. Ha <laughs> ha. We're taking a shuttle, remember? Trying to trick him to show him that I should be in command. That will never work. Jinko, the reason the captain put him in command is so you wouldn't argue about who was in he's command. He's not arguing. He's trying to trick me. That's different. I try to trick the captain, too. See? All right. Which shuttle do you want? They are identical. Oh, come on. Couldn't you make one of them a little faster, Tazi? Um, you want me to try? Yes. Okay, here we go. First roll of the game. Uh, my laser's number is four, so I'm trying to get boring. four or lower. Uh, boring. Why are you saying boring? <laughs> a four. I'm a two. Get on my level. No, I specifically don't want to be on your level. Ooh, okay. <laughs> Uh, okay, so, is this part of her expertise? She's an engineer? Yeah. And do you feel she's prepared? Well, we're on the ship, I yeah. mean. So she's going to roll yeah. all three. Um, okay, she got a one and a four, a laser feeling, if you care to use it. Uh, if not, we can just count it as the success and go along. No, I'm going to use it, because I don't know if I'll get any more. Will the Hive Armada notice the shuttle? It's going to entirely depend on your flight roll. Gotcha. Alright, I made it a little faster. Oh boy. Also, I, I put this I put this joystick in there. Oh man, okay, Tazi, you are the best engineer, like, ever. Oh, I know. Okay, I know. get on. We're leaving. Um, what about the other two? Why aren't they here? I strictly expected them to be here by the time I got to the shuttle. That was, like, five feet away. 
the big <laughs> the big door opens up. You see uh, two people, one in a gold uniform for the security team. Uh, Ensign Vaporator reporting for duty. And uh, one in a blue uniform. Awesome. <laughs> I don't know why you're always bringing me on these missions. I'm the doctor. I'm supposed to stay on the ship and help people who are hurt or sick, not go off the ship to hurt, to maybe help people who might get hurt or sick. You lost me. What? <laughs> Dr. Quaru, just get on the ship, on the shuttle, please. We're, we're running on a tight, tight schedule. All right, all right. Oh, um, Vaporator, here is your traditional uniform. Huh? Uh, but security doesn't wear red anymore. It's like... Yeah, 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 but... 50 years old. I'm the lead expeditionary. Ooh. I'm afraid you're going to have to wear it. <laughs> are you, sir, are you ordering me to wear this? Yes. Is this a, a knife wound hole? No, that's a speed hole. It uh, helps you move faster. Can I at least wear my other uniform underneath? I mean, you might as well. This thing's like easily one or two sizes larger than you. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> All right, so he's wearing this bulky, flappity flap uniform. The shuttle bay door opens and you ease out through the back. Whoa, 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 whoa. Ease out. All right, so tell me how you do it. Um, he immediately hits to full impulse, and he tries to do a barrel roll to see how well it handles. Uh, okay, roll to see if you do a barrel Sweet. roll. <laughs> okay, so one dice by default. Uh-huh. One, because you're an expert, you are a pilot. Do you feel prepared? Well, I mean, he felt prepared to do this, if that's the question. Right. So you have all three. So general two or higher. Oh, three successes. <laughs> yes! Can that be my extra effect, please? Oh, you double barrel roll. <laughs> uh, sure. Okay, so you want to follow the meteorite field in carefully now. You have to... The closer you get to the meteors, the less likely the hive will detect us. Okay, but I don't have to move like a meteor. I just have to move with the meteors. Right. The magnetic interference from the meteorite shower itself will be enough to hide our entry point. Okay, yeah, whatever. So, close to the meteors. Got it. I would put on seatbelts if I were you. No, no seatbelts. <laughs> Captain orders. Wait, lead expeditionary orders. Uh, Jinka puts a seatbelt on anyway, as does Tazi. You're both court-martialed. You can't do that. Now the doctor is the sub-lead <laughs> sub expeditionary. I could declare you medically unfit to lead. Ooh, feisty. I like that. You might make your way up to unprobationary at any moment. <laughs> I'm also not going to wear my. You mean seat you are belt. or aren't? I'm not. Wonderful. Man, you're just. You're just the best. I'm afraid to violate orders, so I guess I'm not wearing mine either. <laughs> the rest of you should take notice about these two go getters. Uh, yeah, those two go getters don't know you as well as we do. Ah, rookie mistake. You guys will learn from these two <laughs> soon enough, too. <laughs> All right, uh, go ahead and roll this. Is this going to be a three? Yeah, you can do all three. Uh, got two successes, so a one, a three, and a six. All right, perfect. You follow the meteorites perfectly in. You go past the ionosphere, and you follow them as down as 
far as you can. You start skimming the surface. You detect the science barrier um, on your sensors. The one thing you do notice is that there are a couple of patrolling uh, hive armada, I guess, fighter ships. Bug ships. Yeah, bug <laughs> ships. Uh, and they're flying in a patrol. Pattern. I mean, technically... They don't seem to know you there. Technically, yet. someone out there is going to go like, um, you should have just called them drones because they're bugs and they're ships and they're patrolling. Listen here, nerd li- nerdling. <laughs> We're going to stick with bug ships. If you don't want us to call it bug ships, make your own podcast. Yeah, and then do your own holiday or, special with lasers and feelings. <laughs> yeah, or be our brother. Yeah. Yeah. If you were my brother or sister, I'm not judging, you could stand here in this argument too. <laughs> Nerdling. Nerdlinger. All right. So, what do you do? Hey, Tazi, what weapons have we got on this thing? Um, phasers. They're not great. I would highly recommend not dogfighting your way through this. But if we do it, then we'll have complete control on the surface. No, there's a bunch more up there. Yeah, 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 but they're not here. <laughs> um, lead expeditionary, sir, I would highly recommend that we do something else. Anything Are you else. saying you have no faith in your own shuttles? No, we are an exploratory group. These are not meant for combat. And yet they have phasers. What's that tell you? That tells us that sometimes we run into problems, but we didn't build Behold! A problem! Oh, boy. Um, as tactical officer, I could tell you that taking them down is possible, but, um, I have a feeling it'll just drag the Fenrir into a fight if that's, Ooh. you know... And I'm not there to, to save it. Hmm... <laughs> or worse, someone else could save it. That's not a risk I'm willing to take, Jinko. Tazi, I'm sorry, but we're gonna have to play it safe this time. <laughs> um, yes, sir. <laughs> what if you say, sir? So, are we going to sneak in or land and walk? What do you think? Oh, we're gonna fly low and casual. All right. Um, this is obviously a laser's roll. It's a compromise action. It is. Okay, so Tazi's going to attempt to help you by plotting a boring Star Trek course. Awesome. Um, this is not her expertise, so she's going to have two. She's prepared. Uh, double two, so she got it, so that'll give you an extra okay. dice on your roll. It is not his expertise, and I don't think he's prepared for this. No, it's so... not your expertise, I think. It is piloting. Oh, okay. Um, and I would still state that you are prepared. This isn't something that you're doing... Oh, um, just su- by surprise. Right. I mean, you're in a functional okay. ship, so I'm, I'm going to say you have four dice to this. Doke. So there's one, and then... I got one success. Woo! Okay, so one success is you barely make it. The GM inflicts a complication, harm, or cost. Um, as you are following this boring course that Tazi has laid in for you, one of the drones suddenly jerks out of its patrol path and it looks like it's coming toward you. Instinctively, you dip the ship lower to avoid being detected, which works, but you clip a rock outcropping and it becomes a skidding halt and there's some significant damage to the shuttlecraft. Ah! Crud has fallen and clonked his head against the wall pretty hard. Ugh. Ah, Trek Criff. <laughs> <laughs> See? See, we still sustained substantial damage from being careful. 
Never again, Tazi. Ugh. Oh, man. It's going to take me forever to fix this thing. Well, hopefully not actual forever. Otherwise, we'll be here on the planet with the Hive Armada. Quaru rolls to heal or to check out um, Evaporator. Crud. He's fine. He just knocked his dumb head. I didn't ask, but <laughs> thanks? You were supposed to ask. Oh, okay. Um, Dr. Quaru, what's the condition of Crud Evaporator? She ignores you completely. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's uh, let's grab our little T-shaped guns and go out there. Um, what? What are you thinking? Are we next genning it? Ooh, that's a good question. I don't know. You tell me. I feel like we're next genning it. I feel like everything so far has been very next gen. Right. Me too. Um. So we've got stick phasers. All right. Everyone, grab 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 your remote controls and let's go. All right, uh, you grab the remote controls. Tazi grabs that weird, needlessly hexagonal um, a toolkit with a strap. Oh yes. Oh, and by the way, um, for anyone who did not catch on, uh, I am referring to the phasers as remote controls. Should we bring the phaser rifle? Yeah, bring the awkward gun. Let's go. <laughs> he picks up the awkward-looking <laughs> phaser rifle. It's like I'm holding a ferret. <laughs> you know that's a good point it is kind of like holding a ferret right, you step onto the out rock outcroppings you can see the alien structure uh, nearby it is a very large tower citadel looking thing and there is light streaming from outside from above looks like from the sun streaming into the structure it's very difficult Spooky. to look at straight on Jinko Use your tricorder and tell me what it is. What am I seeing here? Uh, okay. Uh, here we go. This is a laser's roll. Not his expertise, but he is prepared. His number is a three. Uh, one and two. Hmm. It seems to have a... Uh... It seems to... It seems to have some sort of energy protection barrier uh, around it that's preventing the tricorder from getting solid readings. But that barrier seems to be invented to contain large amounts of energy and the radiation. It's like drawing in energy from the like sun? Like a sponge on a stick. I, <laughs> I thought this was a ancient piece of technology. Why would it be so advanced? Well, look at Earth. Earth has a lot of like alien technology that was in the ancient times ancient aliens if you will <laughs> <laughs> also this stuff happens to us like all the time i don't know why you're asking this yeah this happened last week oh wait no that's right that was the time that jinko got hit by that brain worm he probably doesn't remember it oh right I brainworm. Did you? I miss you. Did you get it out? Hmm. What? The the the. Let's get moving. <laughs> Doctor, is is there a brainworm? I mean, if there were a brainworm, does it matter if it's not affecting your cognitive ability? Because, hey, you Doctor. Know, um, what was that word? Uh, symbiosis. 
right? It's not the symbiosis one. It's the other one where it's like you live next to each oh, other and yeah, you don't yeah, bother yeah. each other. Um, hmm. I, I it's don't like know the that. remoras because um, people always say remoras are symbiotes, but they're not really because they don't really help each other. They're um, they're patient neighbors. <laughs> yeah, your brain worm's more of a patient neighbor, patiently waiting for you to pass. <laughs> what? How come you you didn't tell me this? Well, we did. We, you, we, we did. Tell like, we tell you every couple of days, but the brainworm eats that memory. That's how we keep it fed. It's really the only negative effect that it has that it eats the memory of us telling you that you have a brainworm. In fact, let's stop wasting time because guess what? Dinner time. <laughs> All right, what do you do? <laughs> um, so I'm imagining that this is standard Star Trek. Um landscape number three where it's like open plains with giant boulders for some reason <laughs> yeah <laughs> so we're just gonna walk and like kind of try to keep next to occasional boulders okay it's star trek i mean we're we're doing the half like half squat shuffle of being stealthy we of course at this point have to cut back to the the exterior shot of the fenrir um uh, it is, of course, uh, squaring off very slowly against the Hive Armada. We cut into the interior of the bridge, where we are at the back panel where the science officer spot is, um, where the captain is now leaning over <clears throat> the officer that is currently running a simulation. Commander Kobe, what um, analysis do you have on the Armada ship here? The, the Armada, you said you were going to run an analysis on the ship. In, like a simulation place. Oh, oh well, yes, well. I see. It is very protective, but why? I wonder why. Well, well. Oh, weren't you going to do an analysis on that culture? I was going to, but <laughs> 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 there's only so much I can do. What have you? Without actually going down and meeting them. But why would they want to protect an, an artifact that has nothing to do with their culture and their civilization? Look. I am an android, and I have a very wide array of data banks, but I can only know what we already know. <laughs> I feel like you use that excuse quite a bit. You you are supposed to learn more and make hypotheses. My hypothesis is that there's a death weapon, and that the hypermodel wants it. Or, second hypothesis, their planet is dying, and they need a massive energy source. Oh, well, those are good. Um, pick your favorite. <laughs> Well, both are good. I will transmit transmit that down to the away team. Um, Fenrir to away team. This is lead expeditionary click. We have an analysis on the Armada situation. The this artifact they are protecting is either a massive super weapon or their planet is dying and they need an energy source to survive. And this is some sort of battery. Wait, those are the two options. Yes, these are the thoroughly vetted options that we came using science. Oh, did you get this from Kobe? Uh, yeah, I did, in fact. Well, why? Do not trust that android. He's what? learned to lie. <laughs> He's learned to lie, Captain. That's the first thing he learned. I, I was specifically told by the Federation that he would not be able to lie, and he would also not try to take over the ship. Yeah, and who do you think probably told him that he couldn't lie? <laughs> she turns very slowly. <laughs> I see. Yeah, in fact, the lack of privacy that our chess communicators gives, he's heard all of this. 
Try to trap him inside of a hologram or something. That usually <laughs> works with androids. Hey, well. Um. <laughs> hey, now. <laughs> Cut back down to the surface of the planet. <coughs> you are standing. Um, not great stealth, but for some reason it seems to be enough <laughs> behind a boulder. There is the entrance to the energy collector. There are four hive members standing guard. The hive, of course, are bug people. Um, think of the grossest bug person you can think of, and that's what they look <laughs> but like. But they are humanoid except for their heads, right? Right. I mean, they don't have budget for anything else, so... Um, Right, so they're completely normal in except fact, for their in the production notes, you'll find out later that they just took the Klingon costume and spray-painted them black Yeah, uh, to save on time. And then they, they put a yeah. bug head on top. Um, okay, four of them, five of us. Piece of cake. One and done. Um, piece of cake of what? We shoot them. We're shooting them? Yeah, they're, the, they're, they're hive people. Shouldn't we talk? Not even people. They're they're high. Okay, bugs. we are part of the federation. We are supposed to talk our problems through. A, B. We're supposed to respect them. I respect how dangerous they are. <laughs> yes, I have a healthy respect for the danger here. Um, I'm a doctor, so I won't be shooting anyone. Yeah, that's fine. Four and four. I don't want to shoot anyone. Oh, it's not about wanting. Uh, the doctor here has, you know. Actual conflicting I took an oath. You just don't want to shoot him. Well, what if I take an oath? Doctor, what do you think? Will you let Will, will you allow Tazi to cheapen well, your oath by just making a making it on the flyer on an no, alien planet? It's an oath of doctoring. You're not a doctor. Yeah, it's the anti-doctor. Doctor, you're an anti-doctor. You work on machines. Now, if I ask you to shoot like a machine <laughs> and you say no, maybe we can revisit this conversation. But as it stands. You better kill one bug person. Can we do this? <laughs> whoa, whoa. There's like... Okay. Are you familiar with the Hive Armada? There's like a billion of them on each ship. Killing one will we not affect not anything. We are not even sure that the individuals have any sort of sentience or self-identity. Yeah, they may not even feel pain. They might not even be alive. Doctor, between you and me, they totally feel pain. <laughs> Oh, they're they're very much alive. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Don't say anything. <laughs> um. Uh. I think they're basically husks. I think you're trying to con- they're husks. convince her. I think you should roll this. Diplomacy is a feeling. It is a feeling. So I would um, say, not my expertise. No. Probably not prepared. No, just roll one. <laughs> yeah. Six! Boom! Uh, okay, but so by by default you got one success, which means it's like, it's uh, you barely do it. Okay, I guess I'll do it. I really don't want to. Doesn't matter, as long as one of those heads fries from your phaser, that's all that matters. Alright, let's go. Um, roll one d6, we'll do initiative Four. that way. Uh, four. Reroll. Five. Five. Reroll. Four. Six. Okay, you guys go first. <laughs> you leap out from behind the rocks. Set phasers on kill. <laughs> uh, roll. Roll to see if you hit him. Now, his stance is 
legs shoulder apart, body completely facing his target, one arm out to the side, <laughs> and phaser awkwardly extended forward. <laughs> like you're trying to get the TV to change channels. It's just yeah, not yeah, working. yeah. Okay, so one dice for shooting. One, I was prepared. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, I got a one and a four. So one success. All right. You hit and vaporize the... Well, how high of a kill setting do you have? (laughs) No, you got it right the first time. (laughs) You vaporize the closest hive person. Your complication is that uh, the other three immediately turn and raise their weapons. Uh, Jinko... Um, he's gonna roll three dice because this is his deal. Is he doing it feeling style? I think he is. Yeah, wild, passionate action. Here we go. Uh, two successes. He shoots and vaporizes the second one. Ooh, he also said to vaporize? Uh, yeah. Crud Vaporator. Um, I'm gonna give him three because he has the phaser rifle. That makes him extra prepared. Well, isn't he also security? Yeah, but that's his expertise. Oh, triple sixes. Slam. Ooh. That third one dies. That was just yeah. a regular kill? Uh, okay, yeah. so... Tazi, we're going to roll one dice. Yep. One die. Here we go. Uh, one, two misses. Sorry. Sorry, I couldn't do it. You're both failures. Um... He tur- the last drone person turns to aim his disruptor rifle, <laughs> fires it straight at Tazi. The green blast flies through the air. Crud goes, no! Jumps in front of it. He gets hit and dies, <laughs> falling to the ground. Uh, it's your turn. Acceptable losses! <laughs> Shoot again. <laughs> Uh, double success. <laughs> that went poofs, too. Uh, Quaru is nearby. Doctor! How is he? I'm sorry. He's gone. Tazi, remove his red shirt. What? Remove oh. his red shirt. He died for you. Remove the red shirt. Fine. Sorry. And this evaporator. Now we give him the away team burial. Can we just wait till we... <laughs> Bring him back to the ship? No, the away team barrel is we disintegrate him. <laughs> no! Look, we can't... We can't carry him. We definitely can't use the transporters, because, again, that was the reason why we couldn't beam down in the first place. Just leave him here. We'll beam him up later. And if we forget, eh. Mmm... My way kind of prevents any loose ends. Except that they might, his family might want his body. Yeah, what if we just leave him here for bug people? Uh, well, you're you're the lead expeditionary person, so yeah, I'm telling you what's happening. Right. <laughs> <laughs> also, dose, uh, also dust cred. Your problem was that you set to kill and not <laughs> not disintegrate. It walks over to the other dead bug and disintegrates it. <laughs> Uh, Jinko picks up the phaser rifle. You guys walk into the, um, 
You guys walk into the light citadel. The other bug people inside have been alerted to your presence, them being a hive mind, but there is uh, no one attacking you immediately. There is a special bug walking down the ramp. She looks more humanoid because they couldn't figure out how to um, make the prosthetics yeah. mouth move. And it was easier for people to differentiate that this was the more human one. Help, helping, the, helping the viewers keep thinking of them uh, as horrible bugs because the only person that can talk is the one that looks like a person. Behind you, uh, or behind her, is uh, the scientist Talaric and the other extras wearing the scientist outfits. They're sweaty because a minute ago they were in the bug costumes. <laughs> Federation, you are not supposed to be here. This could be considered an act of war. This isn't your planet. But those are Federation citizens. They were interfering with what we were trying to accomplish. What was it you were trying to accomplish here? Total oblivion of this star system. Hmm. Uh, click to the Fenrir. Fenrir here. Hey, what else is in this star system? Anything important? We cut back to the bridge. Uh, Commander, is there anything else important in this star system? No, absolutely not. Not for crying out loud. I'm just going to use the sensors myself. <laughs> this is absolutely preposterous. <laughs> can't believe we have a lying android on this ship. I don't lie. Who said that? They're liars. <laughs> <laughs> they also told me that you were very bad at rock climbing in the holodeck. Those scoundrels. I'll show them who's bad at rock climbing in the holodeck. <laughs> <laughs> so he runs off to the turbo lift. Um, well, uh... <laughs> no, 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 he doesn't go to the turbo lift. He starts climbing through the Jeffrey's tubes. <laughs> <laughs> um, Anbril 4, which is also in this system, is a Federation colony... A rather well-established. Great. What's going on down there? <laughs> Great. Thanks, Captain. Uh, click, click out. Right. Um, computer. Uh, deactivate safety protocols on all holodecks. All safety protocols deactivated. Excellent. On all holodecks. <laughs> <laughs> Take care of that pes pesky android. <laughs> Oh, we cut back down to the planet surface. You monsters! This is Federation space. But this presence, it contradicts too much. What do you mean contradicts too much? On our home world, the star alignment indicates the future. It indicates our belief system. And many of our people, despite our scientific achievements, still view this belief system, this astrology, as vastly important. Aren't you a hive? Don't you all believe the same thing? That is an oversimplification. Too many of us still believe in the old ways. So... And recently, the light from this star reached our homeworld, which means that it has changed our astrology greatly. You keep talking down about these people... And yet you're the one here to trying to blow up the stars so that they're still right. We are a hive. We must do what is best for the hive. Failing to acknowledge their beliefs would result in many of them fracturing or simply dying. The best thing for the hive would be to accept that change happens. Or to stop 
looking at stars that you can actually travel to, knowing that <laughs> there are places and not not like celestial beings. Um, actually, you know what? Maybe them dying is good. That way, that way, you guys can progress even farther in science because you don't have people saying, "I don't know, star looks wrong for science today." There are many within the hive that would agree with your position. However, we fear the loss of soldiers. You're a hive. Just make more. You do not understand the extent of how many hive peoples would die. Millions would be fallen to death. Countless starships would float in space completely without crew. How do we know Federation does not take advantage and conquer us? We don't conquer. You killed our people outside without second (laughs) thought or warning. They had guns. You violated our peace accord by sneaking a ship within our borders. Again, these aren't your borders. (laughs) You vaporized the body of one of ours after they had already died. I also vaporized the body of one of mine after they already died. You culturally insensitive jerk. (laughs) Ah, so you agree the bear, the Federation are barbarians, what? hungry only for blood and conquest. No, 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 no. You're bonkers. <laughs> um, going back on what, going, going back to the whole who's right in the eyes of, you know, galactic judicial system things. Um, you have kidnapped citizens of the Federation. You guys are citizens of the Federation, right? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you've kept you've kidnapped citizens of the Federation. We arrested them after they tried to stop our procedures. On a planet that's not oh, yours. Hold on, hold on. Let's huddle, huddle. Okay. Hold on, we're huddling. We can't, you know, hive think. <laughs> um what are we gonna do? Are you just gonna try to argue them into killing They're not killing themselves? themselves. They're freeing them of their brain worms. <laughs> Ugh, that would be horrible to have a brain worm. <laughs> See? If we can just convince them that the people that think that blowing up entire solar systems needs to happen so that they can sleep well at night are, like, holding them back and are toxic to them, boom. Everyone's happy. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What? What if we just gave them a brain worm? Do you have a spare brain worm? Well, like all worms, if we cut the one in Jinko's head in half, it'll Ooh. grow two. And then we can just have them eat Wait, the, what, what? The religion? What what, what? what? worm? I don't have a worm in my head. Yeah. Not now, Jinko. <laughs> just, just be quiet. We're not talking about your brain worm right now, Jinko. <laughs> just sit there quietly. We'll explain later. Um, okay. <laughs> it's kind of a long shot, but... Eh, I'll take it. Or we could just shoot this thing from orbit. Probably destroy the planet, but at least save the solar system. Mm, but we're still here. Oh, yeah. Or we could continue to argue with them and then <laughs> kill them with diplomacy. Hey, Jinko, stare straight forward for just a second. Okay. <laughs> I walk next to him, like, right next to his ear. Brainworm, if you are willing to become complicit with us, we will increase your population by double. If you will assist us in this matter, 
Please make Jiku blink three times. Uh, roll diplomacy of some sort. Which is a feeling uh, okay. role, so... Um, I am not an expert in talking to brainworms, and I don't think I'm prepared. Alright, roll it. I got uh, a six. I mean, <laughs> that sounds pretty good to me. But? Well, that's bugs. They're kind of... You eat one memory, you're eating all the memories. Oh, that's a lot of memories. I thought you thrived on that. Oh, just for one of me? Come on, man. Okay, but... Look, I love having you in Jinko's head. Okay? So this pains me... Okay, look, if you want me... If you want me to do this... You gotta take me to the queen. This is just a princess. Oh, man, where's the queen? Is, is she on a ship? I don't know, probably. I'm just a worm. Man. Wait, let me look in Jinko's brain. No, he doesn't know anything <laughs> about that. Uh, I mean, unless I ate it. That's possible. Now, here's another thought. Okay. He just he doesn't know anything about it now, as of this moment. That's the important thing. Here's a counteroffer for you. Because, like I was saying, I love having you in Jinko's head. And, really, this pains me to even suggest this. But what if we did the whole split-divide thing and put you both in bug heads? Then you guys could just take turns performing the, the wormectomy and then worm insertion every time you got full size. Then you could all be brain worms. Mm, yeah, I guess that would be pretty good. Then every time we could use their mental hive link to continually feed ourselves. Yeah, and then you just... Whenever there's a new one, you just have that one go to where they're supposed to go because of hive thought, right? And these hive people do produce at a prodigious rate. Yeah, you guys could actually get, you know, citizenship in the Federation if you want. Um, um, <laughs> si side huddle, side okay, huddle. side huddle. Um, Jingo Brainworm, you stay here. <laughs> yeah, Tazi. Um, you remember why Jinko mm. got the Brainworm to begin with? You know, we do a lot of things. <laughs> we were trying to prevent the brainworms from spreading. Well, then why are we letting Jinko keep his? Because we can't take it out without killing oh. him. Oh, wait, man. Good thing you told me that. Because uh, my idea of removing him to do the thing. Yeah, that would have killed Jinko. All right. All right. Well, look, I can make a second brainworm. That's fine. You know, and if if so, what if they, you know, spend their time trying to slowly conquer the hive mind aliens. It'll take generations for them to really get control over the whole situation. It will be long dead by then. That's true, we'll be long dead. That'll be someone else's problem. Yeah, some future away team. That's not how we do things no. here. You're right. I'm going to try to explode them through... <laughs> I'm going to try to make them kill themselves <laughs> by talking. By talking. What situation have you come up with? From your huddles and your side huddles. How did you know about the side huddle? We were in a huddle <laughs> when that happened. <laughs> Look, us two, as a people, once looked up at the stars from our planet and tried to base a lot of things on that. We used the fact that Mercury was in retrograde as an excuse to be jerks to each other. <laughs> <laughs> but we, once we learned to look past all of that, that is truly when we became... A mighty space-faring nation of peoples. A federation of peoples. And with that, 
forward-moving thought, we were able to meet others who were also forward thinkers. And we all joined together to form federations upon federations into the federation you see today. A federation of forward thinkers who, while we do still appreciate those times of us staring at stars and saying, well, I'm a Scorpio. I'm just like that. (laughs) (laughs) It's not lost. We just don't let it guide us anymore. It's still a part of our culture. And I mean, look, we've been to like all of those planets that we used to look at. Hey, and, 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 and there was a time where we added a 13th Zodiac. Not like soon after we made the Zodiacs, like centuries afterwards. And you know what the people that looked at the stars said? They said, hey, that just means I'm a crab now. <laughs> and they were cool with that. All right, roll something. Uh, I guess this is a feelings, yeah. It'd be diplomacy. Um, so one yeah. for base. I don't know. I, I feel like you should at least have two. Okay. Is anyone going to help me or no? I don't know how they would. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I just wanted a critical success on this. Ah, floor die. No. Uh, that's a two and a six. So I have a laser feelings and a six. All right. Ask your laser feelings question. How could I get them to accept this cause or this this direction, this course? Um. No, you've done it. They are going to, okay. as they say, cut the fat. The problem is that the princess's prediction that many uh, hive people will just die is incorrect. What is going to happen is it will splinter them into factions and cause a massive hive civil war. Okay, but that's fine, because then it prevents the hive armada <laughs> from being shrunk. Moving on. <laughs> you speak sense. Federation boy, we shall not destroy this world. We do not want the war with the Federation. I will take this back to my people. I will spread my will throughout the hives that I control. And those who do not believe in the forward motion of science shall be left behind as a dried husk. You won't regret this, your highness, princess. Uh, she does a weird fluttery thing with one of her arms that you assume is a sign of respect and you cannot possibly hope to duplicate. I certainly try, though. Uh, roll one die. <laughs> I got a five. Most impressive, Earth boy. Thanks. She turns and uh, walks away. And the hive people very efficiently start boarding their ships and start transporting back up to their ships. The rest of this uh, alien artifact starts shutting down. There's a big blast of light as the energy is returned to the star somehow through some weird Star Trek magic. Captain's Log, Supplemental. The away team, led by Lieutenant Click, seems to have gone rather well. Um, Although it There are some reports that the resulting conversation from below has resulted in some civil war uh, skirmishes breaking out throughout the Hive Armada Empire, although Starfleet Command is not particularly fussed by the whole thing. 
In the meantime, though, we have a series of very sad ceremonies to perform. You are in the holodeck, in the full dress uniform. We are here today to honor the dead who have given their, their lives in the service of the Federation. Ensign Crud Evaporator, who gave his, his life in the defense of one of our own. Click walks up and puts an urn down. Commander Kobe, who fell prey to a hologram malfunction. And, of course, what? <laughs> Lieutenant Maharo, who also died of a tragic hologram malfunction approximately at the same time. <laughs> uh, I am assured that this hologram malfunction will not happen again. Also, while I have your attention, please do not activate the Conan the Barbarian simulation as the sorcerer within it has seemed to have gained some sort of sentience. <laughs> you know, they say if you die in a hollow... <laughs> inside of a hollow grid that your spirit becomes a hologram. We thank you all for your service. Even Randa Kobe who he was better than us all. And his parts will not go to waste. End of episode. <laughs> thank you for the holiday special and thank you to those of you who uh, left us iTunes reviews. We really appreciate you guys spreading the word. Um, and for the record, um, we do like Star Trek. This is more of like a love note to it than me just constantly crapping all over it. <laughs> I do love Star Trek. Deep Space Nine specifically. Yeah, I should rewatch Deep Space Nine. I've been rewatching Next Gen uh -huh. in bits and pieces. I actually just rewatched um, First Contact, which is a good movie. Well, yeah, it's always been a good movie. I know, but I forgot how good it was. Okay, so did I do anything that surprised you? <laughs> uh, I mean, all of it. <laughs> Actually, I think the most surprising thing was how horrible you made Kobe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I knew you'd pick up on making him the android, but like turning him into a scumbag liar who could not be trusted was like... No, he was like malfunctioning data where he's like sociopath. <laughs> Yeah, actually, that's a good way of thinking of it. Oh, yeah. And not like lore. He's worse than lore. So anyway, um, check out Lasers and Feelings. That was actually a fun system. I like it. Oh, yeah. No, it's a good one. We might come visit this again it's sometime. It's a good, like, introductory for people. Like, hey, you want to play a game with dice where you do story stuff? Yeah, I agree. Hit us up on Twitter. I'm at SilZeroChris. That's S-I-L-Z-E-R-O. And I'm at SilZeroMatt. And until next time, M-A-T-T. Live long and prosper. Merry Christmas and Hanukkah. Did you say? No, happy Hanukkah and happy Christmas, Harry.